The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Friday, 8th of May. The Fujicast. Hello, welcome to the Fujicast. Um, once weekly, now daily, during uh, various lockdowns and restrictions of movement, a show about photography, a show about community, and yes, a show that reflects our love of Fujifilm kit. Though you can shoot anything you like, and your pictures can be about anything you like as well. Every show we try to answer your photographic questions that you kindly send in to click at fujicast.co.uk. Your stories, your questions, your, your problems sometimes too, and we very much need them to keep the good, the good ship Fujicast afloat. Uh, hi, Kev. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. It's been a busy right. cu- couple of days for you. You've been on things like webinars, and I mean, it's, it's not quite like old days when you say, "Oh, yeah, I just flew to Japan yesterday. I've got back from from Brazil, and now I'm going to France tomorrow." It's not quite like those days, but but um, there's little green shoots of things happening, aren't there? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's um, a webinar for the Irish Professional Photographers Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always very weird doing those things because you're kind of staring at yourself into a screen and, and you've no idea who are, who's listening, watching, whatever. Um, I don't um, know. I've, you know I, I've never been invited on one. I'm not, I'm not famous like you is. <laughs> it gave me plenty of time to analyse my features and figure out where all my spots and little bits of hair I've missed shaving and <laughs> How is bits that? I've covering How, my are head. You, are you growing the hair back or are you going to retain that now as a feature of, of the way Mullins <laughs> looks? It's my head's bizarre. It grows like honestly, like wildfire on the sides, but the top where I want it to grow doesn't grow so much. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm afraid that's just the way. I've been listening um, on my morning. Sam Sam rudely calls them strolls. When I go for my exercise, my run stroke walk, and progressively more running. Um, and she she when I get back, she always says, "How would your stroll go?" Like she's the only runner in the house. <laughs> but during the strolls, I've been listening to um, quite a lot of... During the strolls. Uh, during the strolls. I've been listening to quite a lot of TEDx stuff. Because that's the great... Um, I, it's on YouTube. Um, and I know there, there are podcasts with Todd at TEDx, but um, the YouTube, um, uh, I, I don't know, the way it sort of dishes up stuff out of YouTube, I quite like. And, um, and I've been listening to a, a lot of stuff about uh, my favourite Wim Hof, uh, about the cold therapy treatment and the breathing technique turns mm-hmm. out by the way um and um it's a proven thing that if you take cold showers and i mean cold you have to get in cold it's not like you start off warm and go cold if you get in cold it's really good for the scalp at sort of massaging those f- follicles or whatever to, to to retain hair growth and really i mean obviously it's 30 years too late for me but <laughs> you need to spend every day in the shower <laughs> i thought i might Mind you, i can talk i thought i might mention it to you since <laughs> since you know you're you're still at a stage where you can retain it you can retain it well Gemma once when we were in spain one year and my birthday always happens when we're in spain she uh like i said yesterday i think alluded to it we don't really buy each other birthday presents much and uh but this year she that year she did she bought me hair restorer from the uh, the um <laughs> Uh, from the the equivalent of Asda in in Mojaca or something like that. Oh my word! Um, it's called Mercadona. Mercadona. Mer- any Spanish people listening will know the song Mercadona. Mercadona. <laughs> That's all you hear in the shop. It drives you absolutely insane. And does it work? Uh, well, I don't know if it worked or not. But now she's she's taken to buying me. Um, hair uh, shampoo that's got caffeine in it and apparently that's proven caffeine mm. is proven to restore hair growth 
I, well, caffeine you, and cold water, that's the way forward. Do you know what this sounds? It sounds like Gemma is... Oh, look, yeah, she's thinking, oh, hang on a minute. He's uh, Mullins is going bald. Time for a new model. Mind you, Jeff Goldblum's bald as well, isn't he? Is he? Isn't he challenged? Oh, no, he's not. No, no, he's not. No, he's got a good full head of hair, isn't he? He just turns into a fly. That makes me creepy. This this could be a Goldblum, Goldblum moment. <laughs> anyway... So uh, before we start, I'd like to uh, to mention, um, uh, of course, as you you did yesterday, you mentioned the Fuji Fund, didn't you? So tell us what the Fuji Fund is all about again. And uh, funnily enough, Ian, who's organised it, has sent me. <laughs> he's done some work himself on this. He was asked. Um, he's sent me uh, some of his faves, of which you are not he's... in at the moment, by the way. But, but I just thought. I'm... Oh, favourite pictures. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> so no it was that's slightly unfair because i asked him to send me three and not include kevin that so so <laughs> i should at least come clean on that well tell the fuji fund we did speak it about it yesterday and we we whilst we will feature it, it's not a um you know we're not commercially involved it's not a commercial enterprise or anything but we will mention it on and off until the, the sale happens is uh is organized by ian as we mentioned ian palmer and it's entirely for charity. He's he's handpicked sixteen of the best photographers on the planet. Fifteen and you, <laughs> yeah, fifteen and me. Um, who all happen to be Fujifilm uh, ex photographers, apart from two who are actually officially now. Wait for it, yeah, ex ex photographers. Really? Oh, there's a new phrase. <laughs> Well, XX photographer makes it sound like you're you're back in the fold, doesn't it? I'm an XX photographer, which means I'm I'm now oh, God, I can't not do an X photographer. Double negatives. Anyway, so he's gonna he's doing a a, um, a charity thing that's gonna help um, uh, hungry children in the UK and also the COVID appeal, the COVID worldwide global appeal. Uh, each print will be framed professionally by the good people up at Digital Lab, and uh, the sale. The website's live now, FujiFund.org. And the sales will start, commence on the 20th of May. All profits, all proceeds, everything, every penny goes to to those charities i did ask ian palmer then to suggest that some of the some of the the photographers that he particularly is is pleased to have along rinzi ruiz was one did you mention rinzi yesterday yeah rinzi's great long, love rinzi met him a few times long time fan of rinzi he says and he's black and white photographer oft, often referred to him as a, a jedi knight of black and white he, mm. his use of light and shadow is inspired his street photography carries a celestial quality to them much like trent park and this mm. particular donated shot is one of my all-time faves so very pleased that he donated it so mm-hmm. well, well there'll be a link on the uh, the fujicast.co.uk site ready for some questions yeah let's go right ali stewart friend of the show hi kevin neil wow 100 plus shows now who would have thought this would happen so quickly loved every single one of them what's your thoughts by the way on the 23 uh, mil f2 uh, I have the 23F 1.4, but I don't tend to use it too much and always reach for my X100F with its fixed 23. I think we've mentioned this before. 23F 2 is, for all intents and purposes, a better lens. It's cheaper, it's weather-sealed, it's lighter, um, it's uh, faster to focus than the 23 1.4. However, what you do lose out is that one stop of light, and the difference between 1.4 and f2 is a whole stop, yep. regardless of the numbers. And so, if you do require low light shooting, you will be better off with the, the 1.4. If you don't require low light shooting, you won't be better off with the 1.4. Um, and then to throw into the mix, the X100 is an f2 lens. So typically, I would say the the lens on the X100 is uh, fairly fairly accurate and fairly similar probably on i'm talking about the x100 v now to the um f2 23 mil f2 lens 
that uh, that you can get. The 1.4 is always going to be faster, though, mm. and it's still my preference, the 1.4 lens. So uh, one of your favourite lenses, isn't it? 35mm f- focal length in uh, trad 35mm terms, which I know you dislike me doing, but... For all those Just that listen, listen to uh, for all those that listen to the Fuji cast that aren't Fuji users of which we talk about a lot, it does help them. Um, uh, yes. Well, however, what's the norm? You know, I, I remember yesterday on the on the webinar, uh, Finn was asking me what my first set of lenses were, and I had to remember them in full. Fr- and I it would really confuse me. I was like uh, thirty five and eighty five, and I had mm. to work backwards. But yeah, so um, uh, she she does, by the way, point out does Ali. Uh, she must get out the habit of using the X100F at weddings because there's only one slot and you know what Mullins thinks about that for professional work. Well, true, but however, I did use the X-Pro1 and X100F, or X100S as it was then, mm. for several years, only one slot. I think my original Canon 1D only had one slot. Yeah, you know, yeah. the thing about two slots is it's really weird. It's a little bit like, uh, what do you call it? Um, the... <laughs> Oh my god! I uh, promised myself before we come on it, I'd say, right, I'm not going <laughs> to lose my track. I'm not going to um and ah. I'm not going to triple is, my words. I often take and, a lot of these ers and ums out, and you worry about it, but you don't. I'm not, I'm not sure you even notice they come out. Uh, and the word I'm looking for is seatbelts. Seatbelts. <laughs> seatbelts in like cars. A, so like seat, a mis- dual card slots are a little bit like seatbelts in cars. Ah, yes, yeah. Nobody used them until yeah. they came along, and, and and actually up until remote, you know, relatively recently, cameras didn't have dual card mm. slots, and of course, film never had any kind of redundancy. So, um, you know, of course, I would always say no, yes use it and you know i think even um the insurance um purposes actually insist on it but i've shot i still use my x100f at weddings i still use my x70 at weddings you've just got i think you've got more chance of losing a card if it's or a card corrupting if it's a bad card you know i.e cheap or you bought it from a dodgy location and equally if you start um if you start deleting on the um as you, on, on the go as it were because uh, as, yeah, as we really. learned recently from a few people in, including zach Arias, do not delete when you're working only no. only format a card never delete shots off it as you're going along obviously don't format as you go along as well that'd be ridiculous but there we go <laughs> Um, Paige Harris. Hi, Kev. Hi, Neil. Um, so, rumours of things beginning to relax as I write this mail. I had a lot of anxiety going into all this, and now I, I seemingly have as much coming out. I can't seem to win. I live mm. near Boston, the one in Lincolnshire, not America. I'm a portrait photographer, specialising mainly in maternity and babies. So, what that means in terms of when I can actually get back to work, who knows? But I do know this. I feel uneasy. It's not even about the virus itself. It's more about how people may be and how we'll treat each other, whether we'll be afraid of our own shadows. Do you both have feelings about your own subjects of street and weddings? When do you both think it'll feel right to go back? Obviously, it depends upon what we're told, but, but assuming that we're told we can go back in some form over the next couple of months what what are your anxieties likely to be um, i don't think i'll have any i have to say i'm just going to listen to the government and just assume that they're you know they're, they've, they've done their research mm. um, if our government come up with terms that are vastly different to the rest of the world then of course i'll question it um, i don't think they will i can't see that I happening no no uh, I mean, it would help if all the people that were involved in in organising this stuff didn't break the blanking rules themselves and and then have to quit. Yeah, we've had, we've had a few south and north of the border and and west, I yeah. believe, as well. There's been quite a few of them, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Don't go out. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. You'll yeah. save lives. You'll save lives. And then what they do? They go on holiday to their holiday home, or they have their girlfriend round. I'm like, you know what? Get another job. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, in some cases they've had to, but uh, I, I know what you mean. I'm, I don't, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to feel particularly anxious about being at a wedding. God, I want to be at one. Um, um, where, whether that means I'll really get amongst it on the dance floor, I have thought about that, you know, because that's when it gets hot and sweaty and pe- people are shouting and screaming. And I honestly, you know what? And I know this is quite a negative thing. I think it's going to be quite a long time before they're going to be dancing at weddings. I mean, yes, that's my personal opinion. Baby shoots and all that kind of stuff is very different. And you can do, you can make beautiful images, you know, using a longer lens and what have you. And you, you can shoot, you know, uh, you can shoot weddings, of course, using a long lens. If you have to, we'll have to do that. But yeah. I honestly don't think you're going to see 120 sweaty people on the dance floor at Heads or House in the very near future. Oh, it's bad enough being a wedding photographer. Imagine being a wedding DJ then. Oh, my word. You're waiting till next year. I, I well, he can sit in his car and do it. Nobody's going to be dancing to it mm, well that's true <laughs> pointless burn the speakers up if nobody's going to be dancing to it that's true although i know some wedding djs where that happens anyway <laughs> <laughs> those ones that, that oh please stop doing it i mean honestly <laughs> if i said it don't play motown right at the start of your no, set no please no stop no it. no and kev abba if you're a wedding DJ and you you come in with with ABBA in your box, so to speak, then that is, it should be for well, number one, you should be forcibly re- removed from the venue, and, um, and 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 maybe you have to serve some sort of penance or something. I don't know. Mm, yeah, you might be right. I, I, there's a there's a great band that I've heard at weddings many times, and they're called the Indie Killers. I think they're from Cardiff actually. Right. And they. Uh, they're, they're insane they are um they get everybody up and running straight away it's yeah. all covers yeah and you know they're, they're very very good at what they do they've got the guitarist jumps into the crowd oh, and all that brilliant. Kind of stuff brilliant very very cool i've very seen cool. i've seen a few bands do that kind of thing right hi guys andreas uh you uh, is it andreas yawns uh a j o r n s andreas yawns shoots wonderful portraits this is um a mail from matthias fox um, he's talking about Andreas Jorns. Uh, Jorns shoots wonderful portraits, mostly in black and white, so it'd be a, a man after your own heart there, Kev. As, yeah. a, as a self-contained photographer, he's struggling like many others at the moment since he's not able to provide workshops. For that reason, he offers his latest photo book, Diversity, with a 50% rebate using code mentioned in this Instagram. I, I've, I've sent you the Instagram so we could possibly put that up into the uh, up yep. into the ether i think you may have included it once before didn't you in- i'm not sure i included the code but i remember we did i have inc- mentioned him before for sure mm. um, i've got him in, in my chrome bookmarks bar and uh he's in the folder entitled very good gits <laughs> <laughs> oh dear who else is in there no don't ask i've got uh vincent uh, vincent um Baldersburg is in there. Oh, you really Louis have? is in there. Louis, Louis is in there. Lu- Louis, yeah. Um, Vincent Baldersburg, who's a, a Kage collective buddy of mine. All black and white portraits, inter- interestingly, or mostly. Where, where's yeah. your favourite Canadian photographer in all that? Is he in yeah, there? Yeah, but he, he's not really the portrait type. He's not one of these... Like, the, in this little list are the people who are doing, you know, what I call character portraits. Yeah. And uh, and they're beautiful. And, and I'm looking at Andreas Yorn's stuff now. Uh, yeah, amazing. Hmm. Reminds me a lot of uh, Vincent Baldersburger. Baldensburger, I think. Purr, purr, not purr. Uh, Vincent-Baldensburger.com. Very similar. You know, beautiful. Both of them very beautiful black and white portraits. And like I said, same as Louis Garvan. These these type of character, character pictures, you know, that just jump out of you from the page. Just amazing yeah. from the screen in most cases. 
Well, talk, talking of uh, character portraits, um, another um, reference was made within a, a mail from Matthias. Matthias, you, you've been amazing. You've sent so much information. Thank you for that. Um, Netflix offers currently a bunch of brilliant documentaries on YouTube for free. One of them is about the photographer Platon, which Kevin mentioned in one of your latest podcasts. I'm sorry, I don't think Kev did. I'm the Platon fam. He can, ha- he can have Lewis. I'm claiming Platon. He's my friend, not yours, Kev. I don't know. Did you me- did you mention Platon? You might. You must have done. I, can't, I remember we did discuss it, but yeah. I can't remember who brought it up. Anyway, I've got I've got a link, uh, which again we'll have in the show notes. And I think this is definitely a film that you have linked to. It is currently in in the film reference on Fujicast.co.uk, isn't it? It is. It's already on the website and, the, and in the free film library that obviously you're all looking at all the time well, um, but yes we will do a proper link to it again in the in the show notes for today's episode as well Pl- Platon is just an incredible photographer he works very very close to his subjects doesn't he with uh, mm. with short focal length lenses am I right in thinking he's using I think he's a Canon shooter I think I'm not sure um, that he uses a 24mm um, doesn't he also, mm. on, on some of these We're incredibly close but he gets these they're quite distorted at the edges obviously but he gets these wonderful powerful portraits of these incredible people like about and people like that it's a good film actually because yeah. it's it's the entire film it's not just a kind of premiere or anything like that yeah, it's, promo. The it's the whole thing yeah, and it's yeah. on it's on youtube but we've uh, we've facilitated it for mm. you on our so website you see, i've seen a few films about platon and, and i watched this and there are two things in particular that uh, that i got from this film one is a quote i love this quote uh, um, to get to that point where someone is open you've got to earn it and also, yeah, that's true. And also, I noticed in this film and others that I've seen about him, he has this one posing stool. Um, it's a, it's a white sort of beaten up old posing stool. It's a kind of, kind of a, a rite of passage to some professionals. I, actually, it really, rarely changes. And I, do you? I, you did have a studio. Have you? Have you still got your posing stool from that studio? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I do have a stool that I got for intentional purposes for doing stuff like that. But it's yeah. been used. Well, I mean, I, I've still got mine. I made my, I made mine a long time ago. It's been used at weddings. I tried to do some portraits in the evenings. We stored in the loft. I, I used it at my old studio. I dropped it out of a truck. Actually, the same truck reversed into it. It, it, it pro- uh, propped up a table that we had outside um, behind the uh, the shed for for a while. So it's been dropped on by pigeons it was it was right regally kicked when i got a bit agitated rebuilt on one side due to it rotting when i left it out in the yard uh, it's been white it's been gray i think it's been brown it's been it's definitely black because it's black at the moment it's scuffed muddy after a shoot in a field but it's my posing stool and and like an old liker it has some sort of inherent value to me that Maybe, mm. it's, maybe it was just emotion. And I love it because Platon, not uh, by any way, shape or form, comparing myself or, or indeed my stool, which has been sat on by many, many famous people, of course, in his case, um, to, to Platon. But uh, it'd be quite interesting if people could send us pictures of their posing stools. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the state of people's posing stools. It's that one piece of kit that nobody ever talks about. They True. talk about their lens. We've got a question about lens in a minute. They talk about their lens, their camera bodies, camera bags, but nobody ever talks about that essential thing that that your most interesting subjects are sat on. Or am I going a bit mad? I think you're going totally mad. Do you think so? If anybody wants to send in pictures of their posing stools, please send them directly to Neil and do not CC me. Send them to me. I've not gone mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I do want to mention something that I think will be uh, that will really float your boat. Have you ever heard of Cafe Royal books? Yeah, I have. I've got a couple of them. The little kind of zini type 
things, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I did smile slightly when, when the, the word zine was mentioned because you have the same feeling about zines as I have about the, the word awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps you should describe what they are then. What ones have you got? Do you, do you uh, remember? Oh, I've I mean, got. So I picked up a couple um, at the photographer's gallery in London. They had like a a plunge bag, a plunge basket that you just stuck your hand in, drew right. three out, and I think they were oh. a couple of pound each. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're yeah, they they've been going for a very long time, haven't they? I think. Well, yeah, and, and some of the guests we've uh, talked to on the show are in there. Amelia Trowbridge has got her Urban Cowboys Dublin '96 story in there. They're, they're, are there, am I right in thinking they're kind of A5 sized books? Yeah, I'm fairly sure that. Um, Oh, God, here we go again. That guy. Uh, the, um, <laughs> I'm fairly sure that Jim Mottram's got some stuff in there Jim as well. Jim Mottram's got one, has he? Fairly sure. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to their website now. I'm going to search. I'm going to I mean, if you look at some of the names in there, there's there's some there's some uh, fine photographers in there. Chris Still Perkins, Wolverhampton. There's a really good series which I love, uh, which I know you love from 1978. Um, Daffy Jones Butlins, 79. That would yeah. be a great story, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I, lo- I do love all that kind of stuff. And I've just gone to the, I've just gone to their website, actually. And had, had times been different, I would definitely be doing a subscription to it because you get one every, every week, I think. Do you? Just, are, they, are they expensive or how, what sort of price? Well, six, six pounds in addition or okay. 320 pounds for a yearly subscription. Mm. Um, but that's 60, 60 books. That's incredible. Well, it was Leonard Neumann who introduced me to them, and he mentioned some photographers like Homer Sykes, who I know has got one in there. Uh, Ian McKell is in there. Um, yeah, there's some there's some superb names in there. You are right, yeah. though. That um, I think if times are slightly different, I'd be reaching for that 300 and what's it straight away for this. It looks fascinating, and you can you can get a box that you can put them all, all you know you can put them all in 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 you know various boxes. Oh, it's the sort of thing that my dad used to collect. Not not for the photography once he was more into yeah. to, to wildlife and bird watching and stuff but this, this it reminds me very much of that i just yeah. i want to see how far it goes back yeah look at those archive boxes i know and stuff. i know i know i wonder uh, who runs it i don't know but anyway ca- uh, crb cafe royalebooks.com forward slash shop and uh, we'll put the link in there as well right one last question uh andreas bolton you'll like this he's going to play desert island lens with you uh chaps if you took one lens to a desert island which would it be? Now, I'm, I'm assuming you you can you can just the body is there for, for it, whether whether it's a pro or an X XT. Body, well, I'm not sure. I think it's a 23 again, isn't it? For me, is it 23 uh, 1.4? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do, do you know? I might have been with you on that one if it weren't for the fact that uh, I've been studying a lot of Russell Ald's work o- over the last couple of days and the stuff he does with wide angles. I'm thinking, what a great focal length to really get together with the world. Mm, that's true yeah if you're on desert island perhaps you do want something that's going to give you a little bit more perspective yeah, yeah maybe the 1024 even mm, difficult difficult choice well that's it for uh, today uh, keep your questions coming in to click at fujicast.co.uk and of course you can find that easily that contact address if you go to the website which is fujicast.co.uk and uh, contact us through the uh, well with the contact form on that site uh, see you over the weekend we've got some weekend guests of course coming so uh, see you tomorrow Kev tomorrow we shall go again <laughs> bye bye the Fujicast is an independent loading zone production goodbye sweetheart where it's time to go we're back tomorrow with another show well unless we're fired we'll talk to you then 
Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.